Hello and welcome to the Science Fiction Book Review Podcast. My name is Luke Burridge and this is the show where I review every single science fiction book that I read as I read it. There's no set schedule, it's just whenever I finish a book, I do the review, stick it up here on the podcast feed. Joining me today, uh, like normal, is Juliana. Say hello, Juliana. Hello, everyone. And uh, today's book, well, I, I've got a few different books that I could pick out. One is a book called More Than Human, which I finished last week. Okay. And uh, by Theodore Sturgeon, which somebody had recommended on the books I would like to see reviewed thread on, on Goodreads. On, on Goodreads. Uh, Ah. On the SFBRP listener group on goodreads.com. You can go there and there's a thread called Books I Would Like to See Reviewed. And so I did read that one. Um, I've got stuff to say about it, but I'm going to do a different book today. Okay. Why? Well, because you said that you didn't have enough energy to do uh, a a long podcast. (laughs) And so I'm going to take the podcast, which is going to take way less energy for both of us. Let's see about that. Another book that I started reading was The Parable of the Sower um, by Octavia Butler. Okay. Uh, a book which has been recommended to me for many years. Like, it's been on my to-read list for ages. And I started reading it and I told you about it. It's like this really grim, post-apocalyptic, oh, dystopian yes. thing. And there's pain and, you know, people being, Torture. like, tortured yeah. and raped and uh. killed. And the person, the main character is like an empath. Like, so they can feel the pain of the other people around them. Mm. And the book starts off in about a chapter and a half of that. I'm just like, no, I just don't feel it. Like, I like books to read yeah. or to listen to as I fall asleep and just as enjoyment. Sometimes I like a great grittier book, a, 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 a more, I don't know, challenging book. And sometimes after I've done a, been a trip to the dentist to have a tooth removed, I don't want to hear about no. people's pain and stuff. Uh, so maybe this is a book for when you're in a very happy place in your life. Yes. And you're generally feeling good with everything that's happening, which is currently not, not the case. Not, uh, <laughs> not at the time when we're <laughs> organizing my father's funeral, although I'm not doing it. I'm mostly... But we're uh, going over there. Yeah, I I helped do I helped with some of that stuff early yes. on when we yes. anyway. Let's move on to today's book, which is a much uh, I'd say happier book in some ways, I guess. Um, at least it's more of a com- comedic book. It's okay. called Sixteen Ways to Defend a Walled City, and it's by the author K. J. Parker. Okay. Do you know who K. J. Parker is? No, I didn't either. I just thought it's a novelist, a somebody, whatever. K. J. Parker. Just listen cool. to the entire audiobook of 16 Ways to Defend a City. Then right at the very end, sort of like author's note or acknowledgements or whatever. It was like, yeah. it, it, maybe it didn't even say that. It's like KJ Parker is a pen name or like a pseudonym of um, of Tom Holt. Okay, who is that? You don't know. But the no. point is, back in the 1990s, I read five or six Tom Holt novels. Or, uh, okay, novels. Yeah. is this science fiction? Um, It's more kind of like comedy science fiction fantasy stuff like a bit like a terry pratchett like i I like kind of always like lumped him in with the terry pratchett kind of person a bit douglas adams a bit terry pratchett you know like not taking things too serious yeah a little bit absurd like one of the one of his books that i read was like you know it's about gods coming in and like gods in the modern day i think that that kind of thing um but in a in a kind of comedy styling um so, uh, yeah, so if you don't know who K.J. Parker is, that is actually Tom Holt. If you absolutely hate Tom Holt, um, don't read this book. Okay. If you absolutely love Tom Holt, you already know who K.J. Parker is. Of course. I Tom Holt is just one of those authors that I read some novels of. 
early and I've just never got back to any of his novel. Like he doesn't interest me enough to go back and read more of his stuff. Right. Um because it's I don't know. It's, Sometimes that's just yeah, not just you read a few yeah. and then that's it. Yeah. Whatever. And I've got enough of him. Anyway, yeah. so this is called Sixteen Ways to Defend a Walled City and oh it says here um uh that um I want to say KJ Parker is like the is the Tom Holtz um pseudonym for someone who um who uh that's it's like you know Ian Banks and Ian M. Banks. One yes. is for his like literary fiction, and one is for his science fiction. Yes, this is one of his for his like comedy writing. The other one is a, as a fantasy author. So this okay. is this is this is by his fantasy author persona. The <laughs> okay. reason I read this book is because it came up on the Incomparable podcast. They've okay. been going for ten years now, or ep- they just did episode six hundred. So I guess twelve years. Ooh, that's uh, they a started lot. they started just after Science Fiction Book Review podcast. I mean, I guess I could go look back when was the first episode coming out but uh yeah so they uh they decided to for the episode 600 the first ever the first ever um podcast that they did was a book club episode about you know what they've been what they were reading yeah. recently and some quite a few of the books it was back in the 2010s uh, no not the 2010s the what was it 2008 let's just say they started in 2008 okay. and uh that it was like steampunk was the thing at the time and they're sort of like oh yeah zeppelin so that's why um, in their logo okay. here they have oh, different things I'm... they have a bigfoot an alien a superhero or a wizard, like a James Bond kind of guy with a gun, I guess. Yeah. Uh, what's that? Is that a Totoro? I what's can't. That? I know some some animating. And then at the top, they've got a blimp, uh, uh, Zeppelin you know, a Zeppelin there, because that's always what. And with the robot, and, um, yeah, the robot, the robot with the microphone. The anyway, so that was that's where it comes from that they uh, Zeppelins was mentioned. I think in the title of the first episode. So this is get the original people back from the very first episode of uh, the Uncomfortable, and then say what are the best books that you've read in the last decade? Although it wasn't the decade, it was like the 2010s. So 2000 to 2000, 2010 to 2000, 2020. Yeah, no, to two, the end of 2019. Yes, well. Because now we're in the 20s. Yes, we are. So it's sort of like, uh, for our purposes, we're designating the decade as, yeah, 2010 to 2019. Um, along the way, we may ponder the most important question a reader should ask. Are there Zeppelins? Um, so what they do, and also they got other people in, and I think they did it with like two different recording sessions, but they must have listed what books they were picking. They always do it in a, in a draft. They pick, you know, one person picks a book and then that book is off the table. Nobody, uh, you know. Nobody's so, allowed to pick yeah, that again. So there was, what, seven people. They all picked four books. And okay. there's a guy called Scott who is... Scott can't remember his full name scott, scott whatever the scott scott dan glenn jason aileen erica and david and you know you'll recognize a lot of these books long way to a small angry planet was picked out which yeah. uh, you enjoyed among others which is a book i didn't finish um those are people's first first books and uh, you know there's someone's some that you'll recognize calculating stars the goblin emperor um, memory called Empire, Fifth Season, Borderline, lots of books that I've read and reviewed here as well. But Scott yeah. also mentioned 16 Ways to Defend a Walled City. And I remembered him bringing this up maybe five years ago when he read it for the first time. Okay. Uh, and it kind of was like, oh, yeah, 16 Ways to Defend a Walled City. When did it come out? 2000. Oh, it came out in 2019. So I guess it's more recently that he mentioned it in a, in a previous book club episode. Yeah. And I was like, okay, let's just put it on because like it sounds like a fun thing with a title. 16 Ways to Defend a Walled Title, uh, a Walled City. city. <laughs> that kind of title me immediately said that it's going to probably be a f- more fun book than some other fantasy books where p- there's a siege and people have to defend a city. I, I yeah. think I mentioned 
mentioned it in the uh, in the pre- one of those previous podcasts. Was it the Brandon Sanderson one? Was I was like, oh, now this is the siege novel of yes. the of, of the trilogy the, or, or whatever the, the series are. Of yeah. the thing. Yeah, yeah. I think it's um, it's this kind of um, you you just mentioned the long way to a small angry planet. Yes, and this kind of. Uh, 16 ways to defend a, a walled, walled city. city. Yeah. It has a certain yeah, rhythm. Yeah, overly to it. long name. Yeah. Con- you know, th- there's With connotations lots of, adjectives of, of and... lightness. Yeah. Like, you would, because they're trying to, sit, like, the, you know, it's like a subtitle of one of those previous, like, of, of pre- books from years ago, yes. where it's sort of like this book or the, the something, something, something of the person something. who does this and <laughs> yeah. the lightness of the thing and the way yeah. of the thing. It's the time when, when literally books started with a title and then the subtitle took the last first page. Yeah, yeah, the whole first, the, the whole, whole first page was the, the subtitle to the book. Yeah. And a lot of books now we only know by their first name. Yeah. You know, like yeah. was it Frankenstein um, or Modern Prometheus? I think is the full title of that okay. book. Okay, but nobody nobody calls it Frankenstein or Modern Prometheus. Yeah, um, they just go Frankenstein, and people go, "Oh, Mary Shelley's Frankenstein." Yes, we already know. Anyway, so um, first of all, in it, it, first of all, it is a more light book. The main character it is a an engineer in in the royal engineers or the, the of this of this empire. Okay, and he is from a conquered. Uh, a conquered peoples, uh, but has been roped into the uh, into the army. But his, his as a slave, his first ever job was like sawing wood, and then he got into carpentry, and then mm-hmm. he just got very good at it. And in the end, he's in charge of bridge building, and then he's in charge of all military engineering. Like he's the engineering corps. So you're like, oh, right. we need a bridge built over there, a dam built there. We need some walls built there. Right. We need a you know a catapult a built here, a trebuchet yeah. here. Yeah. Yes, lots of trebuchets come up in this book. <laughs> and he got, gets together. He's got like. 6,000 men, they all turn up and they they have shit swords, they have cloth armor, you know, n- nothing's actually, you know, they're not soldiers, very specifically not soldiers, yeah. but they're very good at building bridges. They're the wood engineers. Um, yeah, so the start of the book is sort of like, hmm looks like something bad is going to happen he's like well what we should do uh, oh yeah because he's he happens to be in a place trying to buy some rope and then it's raided and everything's burnt down and he but he managed to escape right and then it sets up like oh he's like all right engineers what we're going to do is we're going to get out of the capital city and they're like why like we've got these bridges to fix up here and they're like yeah, but these bridges they've been on the list of bridges for like seven years like why is it really important now that we go into the middle of nowhere over there he's like no i think we should go so of course he leaves just in time <laughs> for the for an invasion in the city anyway gets back in time the walled city is um is is invade the people is surrounded on all sides okay and he's out on the outside he's on the outside they when they come back there's there's uh, they find all the well doesn't matter the the armies aren't there the fleet isn't there all of the local really important people went down to the harbor got on boats and and <laughs> left and so he comes in on the trash barge right. comes back up and is sort of like hey here we are with my 6000 or is it 4000 can't remember our engineers and they're like great we've got 400 guards and we've got some uh, people who the gardening corps the gardener people <laughs> the gardeners uh, yeah, the gardeners sort of like and the engineers the sanitary workers fight, the gardeners fight, and we've got a, the war. yeah and we've got the people on the wall but there's only 400 Mean Meanwhile, there's like 27,000 troops outside the city wall. Okay. And so... That's a, it turns an out interesting balance. He, being in charge of this battalion of, of uh, engineers, yeah. is the highest ranked military 
personnel and so he actually takes over so he becomes the general he becomes the overall leader of the city <laughs> or the you know the city yeah and there's politics in the city and there's the and because he's in like a, a former slave he kind of knows how the like the black market works and they got the right. themes which are the like gladiatorial um to the two factions in the you, you know it's sort of like man city and man united okay. you know like the two sporting and they have to but that filters all the way down through all the mafia style um you know yeah Everybody is dealings. on the team. Yeah. Everyone, everyone's on a team. Yeah. You know, yeah. you're either with the Bloods or the Crips or you're with the Jets or the Sharks or whatever it is, you know, yes. those two things. And everyone who comes into the sea joins up. But he knows how to navigate that. Right. And, and he's got his, you know, his girlfriend, slack kind of girlfriend who owns the, the, a neutral bar so can work both oh, sides of it. <laughs> anyway, so that's it. And then it's diff- then the rest of the book, it, that's like, I've just filled in like the first like three or four chapters, five chapters there. Okay. And then the rest of the book is... Um, Orhan, our main character, okay. defending the city. Right. On uh, in sixteen different ways. It, no. N- no. No. And here is my oh. one of my biggest disappointments <laughs> with the book of a book which I mostly enjoyed. Like yeah. so, let me. But let me just put this out there at the right now. Um, sixteen ways to defend a walled city. Yes. I thought we would learn what those were, but actually, what Orhan says who's our main character mm. who's oh, and all of it's written in his hands like he's uh, later on he's dictated the the book to a scribe oh, okay. and so we're reading it from his point of view i did this i did that and okay. you're always like did you really are you uh-huh, really like, were uh-huh. you really that clever and right at the end of the book like mild spoilers he pretty much says actually my, my all of this might not be true but i've tried to make myself look good and like <laughs> get, get across like and i was like yeah wait kind of i got it okay um so, uh, so the unreliable. So he actually, he actually says at one point, there's 16 ways to defend a walled city. Mm. No, he doesn't actually. Let me get this right. He says there's 15 ways to defend a walled city, yeah. but all of them require like actual soldiers, you know, real weapons, weapons all of that kind of yeah. stuff. But I don't have any of that, so I'm going to have to do this. So this is a story of the 16th, the 16th way. Oh, okay. To defend so the we only city. have one way to do it, and that's yeah. The I'm going to do last it. I'm going to do it this option. other way. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately, I really wanted to find out what the other 15 ways were <laughs> and why they were. And I thought, oh, that I thought that would be the framing yeah, of the book, like that they um, try all way. Them. <laughs> like every every chapter would be like, okay, let's skip ahead to way seven. What you'd normally do <laughs> is this, 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 mm-hmm. this, and this. But actually, we don't have those things. So we're going to have to do it with engineering and carpenters and miners and diggers and, and gardeners. Yeah. Um, but we don't get any of that. And mm. but what we do get is a kind of, for me, very, very, very typical feeling way of defending a walled city. A typical feeling way? Yeah, because in the end, we get a very, very basic telling. No, not a telling. It's a fun telling of all the ways that you would imagine you should be defending a walled city. We do get that. Yeah, that is what the book is. So there's nothing special in this book. If you have never read anything at all about defending a walled city, Mm. everything in this book would be amazing to you and you'd be like, wow, that's really clever. Oh, so if they're building a tunnel under your walls from the outside, they're digging a tunnel to get under to plant explosives, what you have to do is counter tunneling. So you've got to tunnel in from the other direction. It's like, yeah, we we know that's how it we know that's what works because that's what works. Oh, there's an aqueduct coming into the city. What happens if they cut off the aqueduct? Oh, we need... Yeah, 
we know I know that walled cities have water sources and you've got to deal with the water sources. Mm. You know, there's some catapults out there. What do we need to do? We need to set them on fire. So we've got to do a counter sortie. So you open the gates, you go out with a you know, strike force force and try and get them. It's like, yeah, that and that's what they do. There's a there's a um uh, you know, there's a, a harbor coming in, so the ships can't come in. So yeah. you need some fleet outside. Yeah, that, that so all it for me felt it felt like a very very familiar obvious way to defend a walled city. Okay. And like it's not bad. It's a fun telling of that. Yeah. But the framing of it to say, oh, this is a special way to defend a walled city. Well, it doesn't say that. No, it's but it says there's 15 ways to defend a walled city in the book. 15 ways to def- when defend a walled city. We can't do anything. What's the 16th way? Mm. And I was like, how come all of this stuff that's happening wasn't already mentioned in the 15 ways to defend a walled city? Yeah. Like they, these you, you feel... would do that in parallel, no? I can't think of 15 other ways to defend a walled city. Okay. And, it's, and this feels like the list of the first 15 ways you should be able to defend a walled city. Okay. I know But that's... isn't that what you want then? N- If the book is these are the 16 ways to defend a walled city and yeah. they said well we can't do one two and three because we don't have a main you know we don't have a, 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 a we don't have tar we don't we have yeah no, put they on do people's have, no, heads. They, they they find it like they they tear down the city's statues that are made out of bronze and then make things out of you know the things that they need to make out of bronze yeah. and they take down this you know they have a ball grinding machine to make balls that they can fly with the catapults okay. and shoot with the trebuchets yeah, and stuff that's good all of the things you would expect 6000 engineers to do in a city to help defend a walled city They're doing. they do all of those things okay And I, like I say, I'm racking my brains to think of the 15 things that you would would be doing to prepare for an attack or would be doing to help. If not those. If not the things that they just do, (laughs) you know, not to say that it's bad. I'm saying that this the title of the book doesn't match up with my expectations of the book. Yes. And the what the line there's 15 ways to defend the city. You can't do any of them. So I've got to do the 16th. None of those previous 15s are outlined. And it wasn't explained to me why this was a special way. However... However, However, if you like an engineering mindset kind of person to solve problems about this, you know, solving the problems of defending a walled city, this is a very good, you know, like a, a Mark Watney in Mar- on Mars, who's the, en- you know, he's, <laughs> yeah. he's like the, the engineer. Oh, I happen to be an engineer and a botanist and, bo- and a doctor yeah. or whatever. So I stab myself, I can heal myself, I can feed myself and I can fix everything. Yeah. And that's what this Orhan is a bit of like okay. him and his crew in his group of main, you know, right hand hand men and women um like he just happens to find someone who just she is just like the best ever they call her sword she's like the best ever person and she can just reinvent trebuchets from the ground out sweet do it and i'm like oh that's really handy that like <laughs> every one of you and every one of the people around you just happen to be able to advanced um advance like warfare and siege warfare by hundreds of years in like an very, evening of designing very with us. convenient and there's someone who's like oh we need someone who can just go out and be the oh the the gladiators from the Colosseum great they can go out and like oh just it's handy that you just happen to have the best trained fighters that can just go out Mm. and and you're like yeah Mm. but like if you want to like if you're gonna have someone in a knife fight do you want a a mixed martial arts fight here like oh yeah we're gonna get I was going to name one, but I can't think of any mixed martial arts. Conor McGregor. Like, yeah, he's unbeaten in the ring, but that doesn't mean he's good in a fight, like no. out in a battle. But no. it's okay. Like, again, it all works out. I don't mind that everybody can invent something, invent their way out of anything like that. MacGyver. Yeah, MacGyver, MacGyver the way. way out. Everything. I, 
I do have one important yeah, question about go this. For it. Um, is this set first of all? Is this set on our Earth in no. like? And here's the other thing: medieval times. This, this is or? why I don't understand why I'm even reviewing this. This is not fantasy. It's not science fiction. Like uh, KJ pa- Parker is the pseudonym of Tom Holt for when he writes fantasy. There's not a single magic mentioned there's no magic involved in this that at one point they mentioned dragon bones but it could just be like you know whatever you know crocodiles yeah, something from the that's Nile. called dragon bones what this is mm-hmm. and this will bring me back to one point about that why this not, nothing here was survi- uh, surprising to me yeah it feels very much like a retelling of the various sieges of constantinople istanbul now mm. um and from the various different Byzantine rulers and emperors. and so then Alexander the, the Great and stuff. No, not Alexander no. the Great. Constantine oh. the Const- First. Oh, Constantinople? Constantine. Oh, right. I, I don't... Oh, yeah, the other one is Alexandria. Yeah, Alexandria. Ah, okay, yeah, you know. yeah. But, so, again, I don't have a huge amount of no- knowledge about the history of Constantinople, except that I visited... Um, Istanbul many, many times, times. Yes. and I've been to the walls there of course they've been rebuilt over, mm. the, over the years but I've been to the walls oh yeah and they and have a big massive open what? harbour thing where and they have a harbour it's called the Golden Horn all the boats mm-hmm. come across here and there's the Galatasaray Tower which we actually stayed we didn't stay we stayed oh, uh, nearby uh, yeah, uh, in a hostel so we know that kind of place yes. there's the cisterns which hold the water up, yeah. on the, up on the hill there's the they're in the ground yeah there's the cathedral and the mosque although the mosque is wait is more recent I've got way more recent but yeah. the cathedral was once a cathedral and then became a mosque Um and so at one point they're saying, oh, how are we going to stop people getting into the city? I'm like, a chain across the harbour. Like, I know this because I know Byzantine history and that they bits, put a chain. You know, yeah, I know bits of it. I've been to the place where you can say, oh, this is what either what the chain was like or this right. was part of the chain yep. that they would pull across that river, the Golden Horn Inlet. Yep. Um, and like I say, if you've been to the walls, you've been to the towers, you've done, you kind of pick up all of that. Also, there's this podcast that I once listened to, which I'm now going to bring up here. It's called uh, uh, 12 Byzantine Rulers, and it's guy a guy called Laus Bra- uh, Laus Laus Lars Brownworth, and he wrote a book called. 12 Byzantine Rulers and this is like the podcast version of oh, it right. where he goes through okay. and he tells the story of all of that it's only like 15 episodes what is it like 19 episodes and in the conclusion there uh, or the, the Constantine the 16th um, it, you know he, he tells about the fall this says 11th oh so yeah the 11th oh what am I looking for oh it's chapter 16 <laughs> <laughs> Constantine the 11th uh, episode 16 is where he goes in and, and talks about you know sort of like Constantine the 11th whose heroic final defense of the city earned him the recognition as the first Greek national matter so you fight you know all the kind of stuff about mm-hmm. the what is it the Greek fire where they're spitting flames and you know all of this not in that podcast I'm saying all of my Byzantine history is like now framed by the rulers that are mentioned in this uh, right. in this 12 Byzantine rulers with, with the stories that people tell about yeah. About these people yeah, and, that and they me, tell again, me visiting Istanbul many times. Yes. And going to like all these historic places. Like we went into the systems. It was you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, we, we yeah. Did. It so was we, me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, well, I'm, no, I just remember that I've been to. I've been there yes. many times, and I. No, we, like, we have been there. The together. time that I went around the the uh, Hagi, uh, Sophia Hagia Sophia. Yeah. yeah. Um, it was with I, somebody. It was with I, someone it from a cruise. Me. You know. Yeah, it wasn't um, me. 
So it's we like, didn't actually go inside. Yeah, because it was closed. It was a Monday, wasn't it? It was closed. Uh, it was That's, closed for anyway. Some the systems were fun. Yes. So if you know all this stuff, so what? Sixteen ways to defend a city. It's not fantasy. It is like a fic- very very fictionalized retelling of a Constantinople type place right. with all of the sieges that they had because it was also they were also sieged uh, be- besieged by like when the um the uh, uh, crusades came through mm. as well you know there was mm. all of that kind of like oh yes come into the city like we'll no don't loot the city no we're not attacking <laughs> no and then the next crusade that goes like nobody's coming into the city it's like you support us and if you're not with us you're against it you know you're like, oh, come <laughs> stay on. out yeah all of that all of that kind of stuff okay um, it's very complicated it's byzantine if so you it's say. just storytelling so this is just storytelling about an engineer called orhan who just well, who, puts who, a defense wh- where was the guy called in constantinople didn't you have a suit? Oh no, no, yeah. So I actually went over to the uh, to the Wikipedia page of the fall of Constantine because this name Orhan kept on coming back to me. And when you actually look through it, you actually um, find a person called um, Orban. I think it was he was some from Monday Romania or Bulgaria. Orban, who was an engineer who designed a cannon. Um, so Orban was a real person, and Orhan was a is the fiction person. But they're both they're both. Uh, oh yeah, here it is. Uh, the Ottomans had cannons. Um, they were built in foundries employed by the Turkish cannon founders and technicians, noti- most notably Saruka. In addition to at least one foreign cannon founder. Um, Orban, also called Urban, uh, click on his name here. Uh, yeah, he was from Transylvania, Brasso in Transylvania, mm. in the Kingdom of Hungary, today Romania. Yes. Um, so, yeah, and he, so it feels like that, it feels like a Tom Holt, KJ Parker. Came from there. Yeah, has, has gone like, not, we're not going to do Orban, we're going to do Orhan. Um, either way, it doesn't matter. So, I'm not even sure why I'm reviewing this book on the Science Fiction Book Review podcast because it is not science fiction. Nope. It is not fantasy. Nope. It's not really. It's not. It's not kind of historical, medieval, fictiony kind of stuff. I guess but we the don't only, know. Really, I guess do the we? only thing that's fantastical about it is that in this world where everyone's that amazing at doing all of that kind yeah. of stuff, and society is so progressive in some ways, in other ways it's not. That it's. It's a bit weird that nobody's inventing gunpowder and is shooting cannons like it's still trebuchets right. and catapults. Okay. Um, again, dragons are mentioned, not really, do, but this is the first book in a in a trilogy, I think, as well. Okay. The great, Maybe this is then the, the, the magic one. appears in the second book. It could do. And I kept on thinking, oh, the 16th way is magic. He's a man. No, it's fine. <laughs> okay. So I'm going to look through the, my last bits of notes uh, here. So we have, um, yeah. A lot is very familiar. If you don't know anything about siege cities and you don't know anything about the fall of Constantinople, this book, everything in this book will be new to you. Otherwise, if some of it felt a bit obvious, but it's okay that it's a bit obvious because it is a fictional, very fictionalized retelling of some real kinds of sieges, and, kind of. And also, I think uh, maybe this is the kind of time for this kind of book where you just want a nice, fun uh... In some ways, this felt very modern. This is my notes here. At some point, he says, oh, we went out there. That's so far out of the city. It's practically in the suburbs. And I'm like, 
in the suburbs? Wait, what? I don't know. It's a weird thing to say. (laughs) At one point, he says, that's fake news or something like they're spreading fake news. And I was like, fake news. And I was like, this book has to have been written in 2016 or something. It came out in 2019. Another one, when you're trying to say it's something's not too complicated. You know, these days you say it's not rocket science. Yeah. Uh, Like, I'm not a brain surgeon. It's not rocket science. He says, it's not catapult science. And I'm like, oh, really? Come Come on, on. are we going to do that? So in some ways, it felt like too modern. Like the, the language, but that's good because it's a fun book. It's yeah. a comedy book yeah. that you want a lot of the comedy to be kind of like relevant to today, like some yeah. of the attitudes relevant today. In some ways, it's very modern. In other ways, it isn't modern. Like there are very token, there's some token women characters in mm-hmm. there. Some of them work well. Some of them don't so much. But again, it's like, okay, but we're in medi- we're in like a fake medieval time. So yeah. the women aren't always going to so be... You, the but, author obviously wanted to put yeah. women characters in, but then the, but then the setting doesn't, then it doesn't really support you, it. You've got to kind of like, oh yeah, but these are, ah. they, they are women and so like, the soldiers aren't going to be women, but some women are going to be important. And, and, and also at some points, he's trying to like, and other characters mention this to Orhan as well. You're like, hey, you come from this slave background. Yeah. Like you're in a minority here and you're trying to kick the... As you're taking over the running of the city you're trying to kick the Mm. nest and take power away from the powerful Mm. people and bring it down here to the small people and it's not working is it it's like no it's like you do actually need the paperwork doing it's like yeah you know and so it's commenting about like progressive politics in the book itself right and it's tr- and he and the main character is trying to be progressive and like oh a woman can do this job and after a while the woman's like I can't do this job and he's like mm, yeah you kind of need training to do that job you can't just like like put someone like put a woman in place and then I'm like oh so the woman doesn't get to do this job it's like no oh but this other woman can do and you're like ah okay so like so it's this weird mismatch of like what is what are you actually is it are you doing nihilism are you doing like try your best ah but even when you try your best everyone's going to turn your back on you anyway because it doesn't matter because your skin's the wrong color so it's kind of like also commenting on itself yeah and again i don't know what tom holt's politics are I'm not really interested in discussing that. But again, it feels like it's addressing a lot of these things. Right. But almost saying that, oh, but this does, all of this stuff that I'm saying doesn't work if you go back like six, seven hundred years in time and try and transplant modern sensibilities back 700 years. Yeah. Like, what is this? Is it complete fantasy where women and men are all equal and everyone's fine with women doing men's jobs and there's nothing like that at all? Nobody looks at the colour of people's skins. Nobody's... And it's like, no, that, like, that would be the thing that makes it, like, more fantastical in a way, you know what I mean? Right. Than, Than not. So again, I don't want to comment on Tom Holtz or KJ Parker's politics or even judge too much the politics of this book because it is one guy who's very much like an anti-hero slash hero, but kind of an anti-hero. <laughs> okay. uh, like, like an underdog. You know, like an underdog, but like does everything he needs to to do the work and you're like, ends justify the means. Sometimes whatever, like it's a very complex character, which makes for great comedy writing. Right. But also it's sometimes a bit wince-inducing writing, which brings me on to one of my main things, which again, I didn't have a main a massive problem with but i do think is probably problematic which is that all the racism is like flipped black white or black blue or brown white what 
yeah, so he's a white person who was brought, uh, put into slavery by what they call the blue skins, in other words, like the more like black skin people. So it's a book that's written in 2019 Ooh. Uh, with like flipped racism, like black white racism. However, mm-hmm. I do understand mm-hmm. what he's going for, like Auburn from Transylvania, from like those white Slavic, maybe Slavic people, mm. and th- those people coming down into Constantinople where everyone speaks Greek and, you know, everyone reads and writes and it's all like hoity-toity, whatever, like that. And maybe they've got... M- m- maybe No, I'm just saying sort of like the Mediterranean people with the darker skins. Yeah. Um, maybe those people those people were higher up the social ladder and did have the big empire that was going out at some yeah, points, not yeah. at this point in, yeah, yeah. if we're talking like for 1500s of Constantinople earlier, those people would have been the people who, the empire was a like a Southern Mediterranean style empire, mm. which was going north into the, the foothills and the Carpathian mountains and yes, yes. maybe enslaving okay. white people. And Orban from that place comes south and is the white person in the, I wouldn't say black people, brown people, whatever. I don't even know. Like, again, the, the mix of everything that goes on down there. So, again, I can see what KJ Parker is going for. For me, every time he called himself a white face and the blue skins i kind of like winced each time he did it however my privilege as being a white person reading this book that i can go oh that's an interesting idea or that's like that's an interesting take on it Mm. but i do also feel like it was like you didn't have to do it that way around like i always think that in this kind of climate if you come up with blue skins it no, always, that was, they didn't actually have blue skins. That was just the name that yes, they would call themselves. It doesn't yeah. matter. Yeah. Even if their name is being put in. Yeah. It always reminds me of like Blue Lives Matter. You know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And yeah. It's, it's not, it's it not like that. anything. It's not a reference no, to that. Yeah. I, I understand, but I think that can, that is definitely really insensitive. Who knows? I don't know. I don't think it's intention. It, it's not someone who's racist writing this. It's someone who wants to play around with those concepts in the same way that he's playing around with the sexism idea and the other mm. politics in there. And weirdly, I don't really think it's needed in this book. I think if they'd have just been like, "Oh yeah, he's a someone from this," like, and yeah. it, the the color, you wouldn't have the color, to co- co- comment so much on it. it maybe. But it's literally like ten lines, ten sentences in the entirety of the book, which. If they were completely taken out, it would have worked perfectly well. Mm. If you know what I mean? If it mm-hmm. was just sort of like, oh, everyone here has got curly hair because they're all from the, or, you know, or the, just dark Greek, hair. And he's yeah. a blonde guy. Yeah. I'd be like, ah, oh, that right. would be like, yeah. like, oh, you're blonde. You're obviously from, you know, or you're ginger. You know, there's many other ways to have done it, which would have been a little bit more sensitive just to say that he's very much an outsider. Yeah. That his yeah, skin color, his skin color is wrong, but it's not like he's white and the other people's skins are so dark that they're called blue skins it's more like he's you know he's obviously this blonde guy from germany or you know poland or whatever it is and he's down in a deep mediterranean place where everyone looks swarthy and got you know curly hair or whatever it's going to be i don't even i don't even know how you would do it yeah but i just thought there'd be some ways to do it which would feel a little bit more sensitive yeah so overall it's a book it's not science fiction it's not fantasy it's kind of a historic historic ish retelling ish of sieges that feel very 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 familiar if you know it if you've ever visited istanbul (laughs) and have been to the museums there where you can see see cannons and chains and if you visited the walls there you know the size of the walls (laughs) yeah um so yeah that's it
Okay. That's it. That's my review. I don't think I have any more questions. Oh, I do have a question. How do you yeah. rate it if it's not? Um... Oh, I'd rate it. I'd rate it like three and a half stars. I mean, like, uh, no, let's yeah, three and a half stars. Okay. Let's say that because it was. It, it was, brought you joy. It was like a, an easy read. There was plenty of comedy stuff, mm-hmm. very witty dialogue, very witty moments, like right. some really good bits and pieces. Yeah. Let down for me, it not being an interesting enough siege, if you know anything <laughs> about sieges, not telling me the 15 other ways to defend a city, it not actually, not actually being a fantasy book that I thought it was going to be. Yeah. And... Again, some issues with some pacing and some toy. But again, it's like, again, I think it's a good book. Um, I wouldn't say it was the fourth best book that I read in in the decade of the 2010s. Yeah, doesn't feel like it. No. Any, any, any However, of your... However, if it, there are some books like this, again, this is very much in the mould of The Martian, where it's a right. quirky, funny person mm-hmm. doing engineering and solving problems. Like I told, and we gave that book five stars when we listened to the audiobook. Yeah. So maybe if you, if I'd have listened to this audiobook in 2019 and you know let it wash over me, right, maybe uh, it would have been fine. Anybody on the Goodreads of your friends? Uh, Anything maybe. to say let's, about let's this? Let's go over here. I haven't actually read anybody else's review. Um, Seth Benzel rated it three stars. Uh, a very fun listen over my post-job market vacation. Orhan, the rate and protagonist, is really the only fully fleshed out character in a plot-heavy novel. Yeah, it's, it's true. Um, 4.3 stars by David Brady. Like this a lot. How was that for a review? Not long enough. Uh, Tamer Sadek rated it five stars. Tremendous fun with a plot twist ending I didn't see coming. Highly recommended. So, okay. Uh, yeah. I, yeah, so there's... Uh, <laughs> a solid I'm just scrolling down to other people Carol rated it two stars a solid meh on my enjoyment scale Mili- historical military fiction with a snarky first, par- snarky first person narrator engineers will likely love this ode to their professional ingenuity and fans <laughs> of military strategy should enjoy these details as well um, yeah so uh, some Sean rated Ooh, four stars one star Ooh, one star content warning view spoiler Rampant, casual, unintentional, thoughtless, racism, sexism, queer phobia, mutilation, extreme <laughs> violence, and limited take on mas- mas- masculinity, war crimes. Yes, mm. I say all of that is in there. I don't think all of it is thoughtless. I don't think any of it is unintentional. I just think some of it might be misjudged, and that's my and that's why I still could enjoy the book even if the, right. if, and if some a, of those a white guy. Well, it's not about maybe being... Maybe that, that maybe changes if you are from a different background. You, yeah, you... I know. But the, here's the point is that, yeah, my privilege is letting an author like mm. who is like having fun with something, yeah. who isn't writing a political treatise about anything, yeah. that it's literally a comedy book about an alternate medieval, you know, city being sieged, like alternate history. That, that's what it is. Yeah. You can't hold that book up to say, the politics aren't correct. It's not, it's too sexist. It's like, yeah, it's yeah. Ti- it's medieval times. No, you no, know, I, like, I, I do get it. I do difficult. get it. I do get it. Yeah. So, uh, That's a long... Oh, yeah, it's a long... Wow, that's an essay. Racism. Holy shit. So I'll just read this because obviously somebody's had a similar thing, a similar thought to me. So this author tried to get past past the racism angle by making white people the victims. I'm just going to let that sink in for a second. But wait, there's more. This white person was enslaved and forced into labour, but of course managed to get to the top because of his own merit. Doesn't hate his oppressor. Presses. In fact, he likes milk, so the milk face slur is just kind of cute. And so many of his friends are black. I mean, blue. 
you know, the kind of blue you turn when you're covered in mud and thinking, <laughs> yeah, that's one thing that I was like, oh, maybe it's fantasy. Maybe these blue skins really do have blue skins. It's sort of like, but when you come in disguise, why don't you just put mud on your face to pretend to be a blue skin? That's like, oh, so not blue skin, actually like <laughs> black slash brown and stuff like that. Right. So, yes, this person is... Um, yeah, it's uh, whatever. It's this person is obviously had like way stronger uh, thoughts about that. However, the last review that we did, I was talking about how two of the main characters in the Volkozagan saga right. were rapists, and for yes. me that destroyed the book, and I gave it one star. Yeah, and maybe this person who uh, similar, like maybe they, it, that just washes over them, and they rated that book four stars, so yeah. or three and a half stars. Who knows? I think it's interesting. This is why I like Goodreads, and this is why I like when people actually write reviews, which I don't. I'm not good at it. Um, because if you read a thing like that, you can see a different point of view of a book where you yeah. thought like, oh, this was, oh, 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 yeah. oh, I didn't even, you know, this kind of, it opens your eyes to different kind of readings. Uh, and so even if you don't think the same thing about a book... You no, can, I think it's badly... Can, I think those things are badly written and yeah, did yeah. spoil the book for me. But those things that are badly written and spoil the book for me knocked off one star rather than four stars. Yeah, Let me feel but that what I'm saying is is that um, even though you appreciate a book, you can still see that other people, for reasons, in, as written down there, can then have uh, issues with the book. And I think that's really, really good that yeah. this is a, a thing that you can do, like state what, what your arguments are. Yeah, it says here, when you have a hammer... Uh, title of this section of this person's review this dude punches allies kills his own people betrays the trust of anyone who ever liked him and is basically in every oh in every way basically a bottom feeder scum as human and i'm supposed to cheer for him question mark no no <laughs> and i was like no that for me that isn't what the book was like i was never cheering yeah. for him or even liking him that much yeah I was enjoying the voice of someone His who, who, own retelling. who has been a slave and knows that to get ahead, he has to betray everyone and might have to kill his own people and mm. might have to betray his own people. Like that t makes for an interesting character and, a and an interesting story who right. can have fun things to say. It doesn't mean that I would like them as a person. Of course I wouldn't. If I ever met this person, I would hate them. You know, it's all <laughs> these people who are like complete sociopaths and psychopaths sometimes those people are the ones who achieve stuff against the odds because of the odds yeah because, because they are the, how because they are they're like that kind of stuff yeah. i remember years and years ago we were talking about uh you know spacex or elon musk and this was before elon musk mm. was one of like the most famous people in the world yeah. you know elon musk is like as famous as you know bill gates and uh you know jeff bezos no jeff bezos isn't as famous as like who's uh you know, like Steve Jobs, let's say Steve okay. Jobs and Bill Gates hmm. and Elon Musk and Mark Zuckerberg are at this like extra level now hmm. where they are known for their personalities or are known like beyond themselves. Yeah, maybe Bezos up there as well because, you know, he's one I of those people. He's... But again, I, I remember we taught, we mentioned him on a podcast years and years ago and we're like, hmm, no, I don't actually know anything about him. I don't know what his politics are or anything like that. And that was before we'd ever followed him on Twitter or even <laughs> knew about him. And, like, and now you'd be like, well, I'm not going to follow. I mean, questionable I, person. Yes, very questionable person. However, I re we really enjoy watching people build rockets, rockets and yeah. watch enjoy rocket testing and, and enjoy flying. and flying rockets. Like yeah. as people who are interested in engineering and interested in you know science and you know, rockets or whatever we <laughs> say, yeah. like like it, it's it, you know I have just got to separate.
separate out all the objectionable things that yeah. Elon Musk says and does mm. and just enjoy some of the products of his rocket engineering company. Yes. And also he doesn't he doesn't himself do all the things uh, in all the companies. No. Like he set up these companies. No, but and even he, if he, he did, even if he did, yeah. like what he's doing with rockets isn't like ob- what he's writing on ob- Twitter objectively <laughs> objectionable like yes what he does on Twitter might be objectionable like all of the stuff that he does with all the crypto whatever <sighs> stuff like that like I don't know at- I I literally don't know enough about him to know if he's pro crypto stuff I don't or, even know but, but uh, there's whatever, lots like of things regularly coming into my like again I, I don't know who his current girlfriend is or what he's calling his kids or all that other kind of stuff is separate from me enjoying literal rocket engineering yes and it's very difficult to make this decision or it's it's yeah. it's a privileged position position to be in mm-hmm. but then again who doesn't like the uh you know the apollo missions and the saturn 5 rocket designed by, by and von braun yeah Werner von braun werner von braun werner von braun and in the and in the you know the for all mankind tv show that is addressed in a way because it's alternate history yeah. that is addressed in a way that isn't that wasn't addressed in the you know in in the real world, if you know what I mean, yeah. like in our history, mm-hmm. it, the the TV show can kind of put right some wrongs of the 1960s in that way yeah. by addressing the the Nazi connection there, and you know, lady astronauts the instead double, of all men astronauts, yeah, you know, yeah, diversity and stuff. So again, like w- what happens in this book? Again, the main character. It's possible to have someone who is generally objectionable and. But it still creates interesting storytelling. Yeah. It's it's a way to make a dynamic character and yes. interesting storytelling. Even if you, even if you, I'm not. Even if you're not rooting for him, Especially, you're rooting for like the book. We've got to defend the yeah. city. I yeah. hope the city is defended. Yeah. That's kind of what the thing yeah. is. Especially and this is a if way it's into written. It. Especially if it's written in this witty kind of humorous um, style of writing. Yeah. Yeah, it's a it's a funny book. It's yeah. like it's someone who's who I knew as Tom Holder who's like a a comedy author or a right. comic author. Yeah, not a comic book author, but an author who is writing for comedy purposes mm. rather than I don't know real deep, storytelling and deep, deep thematic <laughs> explorations and stuff. So yeah, he he is he's doing quirky stuff with language. He's doing quirky stuff with storytelling. Right, he's doing quirky stuff with character work. Unfortunately, is also doing quirky stuff with race and sexism and other politics. Mm. But again, I can just take that as like, oh, an author's trying out some fun stuff mm-hmm. to see if he can either get a rise out of people or just to have some fun with some people. So, yeah, three and a half stars. Okay, cool. That's it. That, that, that's the podcast. Oh, follow yes. me on, on Twitter. I'm at Luke Burridge. Yes. Um, follow Juliana on Twitter. She's at J-U-K-U Berlin. Yes. We're on Instagram under those same names. Um, also... Uh, email me luke at juggler.net go over to goodreads and so i can also see if you read this book yes uh, see recommendations see, see what you think of it i see your see your reviews of books yeah. that i read yeah and check out the sfbrp listener group there 
There's some feedback. Yeah. There's a feedback thread. There's a Books Adelaide Sea Review thread. There's some other threads there as well. Also, we're coming up to maybe our episode 500. Oh, are uh, we? Well, in, you know. In a, a few episodes in, time. Yeah, in, in like six, 16 episodes time okay, or whatever it is. Still a bit uh, so, yeah, put down if you if you think of a special thing that we want to, that you want us to see. Yeah, 500 so, is a lot. Yeah, it's, it's a big uh-huh. round number. Uh-huh. Maybe we'll do something special. Maybe not. Oh, also go to, head over to patreon.com forward slash Luke Burridge if you want to support us financially. Um, again, a lot of juggling stuff going on there a few people of you already do thank you so 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 much it's so such a huge thing sorry for the lack of some stuff but again it's been a bit it's been a bit stressful because again father dying and trips to the uk Mm. and funeral coming up this week yeah and other bits and pieces but i will be getting back onto some more video making and things and other podcasts too once we have the energy for it but at the moment, energy is down. Is low. Is low. We're running low. But we'll mm. get to it. Anyway, that's it from us. I hope you're having. I hope your energy levels are all high and fun, and everything's going for you. And you're not having tooth being pulled out at the dentist. No. It's pretty pretty rough dentist trip. We hope trip. you have a fun fun sunny day. I told the dentist the last time I had a wisdom tooth or that wisdom tooth on the other side taken out. It took the dentist forty five minutes to take out the tooth, and the <laughs> no dentist and the dentist was like. <laughs> no way or whatever like that and so he spends like 15 minutes on it and he start and after after 15 minutes he stops and like i'm gonna call in my more experienced colleague my boss or whatever it is to, for him to give help me out here otherwise i'm gonna be here for another 20 minutes and i was like oh, oh 15, well, yeah 40 minutes. No that would have been the 45 yeah, yeah, minutes yeah. fancy that and the other guy came in and they they spent another five ten minutes on it and got it out so mm. yeah i've got either very good teeth or very bad teeth they needed taking out so they're very, bad but very strong teeth they didn't want to leave your mouth three roots in that top tooth as well. Wow, that is insane. Yeah, but it's sort of like three percent of people have three roots on their yeah, t- on but their still, wisdom teeth. I only have one wisdom tooth. Yeah, at it, all, and it's gone. No, it's still uh, there. It's not doing anything. That was my fifth and sixth wisdom tooth coming it's out. Crazy. Yeah. <laughs> my, my mouth is a mess. Your mouth is empty. That's <laughs> yeah. what it is. Well, no, it's not empty. And now it's empty. You yeah, took, now it's they, got rid of most of them. Lots of anyway, teeth enough dentist talk. Either way, let's get back to some more books in the future. Yes, Thanks a lot for listening and we'll catch you next time. Goodbye.